Hello, my name's Evie and I'm here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health and self-love with some amazing people I've met through Instagram. Most Fridays, unless I'm going out for a drink, join me for a good old chat on everything surrounding sex and your body with some of the best in the sex positive community. Just now. I'm, I'm um, like a total mess today. I'm like, <coughs> you know, when like only- after a day of work, mm-hmm. I need to wash my hair and I'm just like, the only reason I look alive, like I've actually got makeup on for once in my life, is because I filmed like a YouTube, another YouTube episode, um, and I slept in my makeup. <laughs> like I'm actually great. I'm breaking out everywhere now. So, so I love right. that. <laughs> you know what? At least you didn't have to do it again. <laughs> I mean, I'd only usually do that when we go for a night out, but I haven't had a night out in what, like a year? Oh, <laughs> to have a night out, like. Imagine. I think I've forgotten what it's like. Mm, and I have like one get drink. Out and be like... Yeah, I'll have one drink now. I mean, my measures are a lot bigger than you get in the pub. And I'm drowned. <laughs> Honestly, bad. I'm going to, I barely like, because I'm, I'm not, I, I don't really drink at home. Like mm. when I'm, I, I just drink when I go out and socialise. Yeah, same. Basically. I don't really, I don't really drink for pleasure. I drink. No, me neither. So I'm going to be an absolute <laughs> hot mess when, <laughs> when I go out because I've barely drank for like a year. If I wasn't enough of like a lightweight anyway. And I've been going to bed so early like nowadays that I reckon I'm going to gonna like peak at like 10. 10. <laughs> I'll be ready for bed. Same. Honestly, like I'd be lying if I said I'm not in bed by sort of nine every mm. night. Just like with my book. <laughs> yeah, like people, I remember I used to, I mean, I haven't, I haven't for like the last two years, but like start a night out at like 10, 11, like what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine yeah. doing that now. At uni, that was, that was stat, like... Mm. If you were at the club by 12, you're sort of early. Yeah, yeah. God. Right, let's talk about vaginismus. <laughs> let's mix it up a little bit. Let's talk about instead. <laughs> I usually do my intro, but I feel like I can just skip that. But anyway, this is Rosie from the Vaginismus Network and Vaginismus Who. And we're going to be discussing, yeah, vaginismus. I've said it enough yeah. already. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks um, for coming on. Yeah, I'm so excited. And <laughs> you've got the best named podcast. Thank you. Ever. <laughs> Without a doubt. I was so happy when I came up with it. I mean, I did Google and then found out other people do, which is, seems to be every idea ever. You think you've come up with it and you're like, oh no, someone's done it. <laughs> I am planning to paint into it at one point, but it's yeah, a lot of money. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's like nearly £400. me. Which, I don't know, is a lot, but actually, I guess you own it then, so it's quite good. Yeah, worth it if then nobody mm. can yeah anyway do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself (laughs) yes um so I am Rosie (laughs) um I have vaginismus which is why I'm here um yeah so I have had vaginismus now for about 10 years Mm -hmm. um although I've only had the word for it Mm -hmm. for about five of those years um but yeah, so I um, have sort of been doing that journey um, really not not alone, but alone in that I, I, didn't, I didn't know anybody else who had vaginismus. And so what I ended up uh, eventually doing was creating a little Instagram account because I was just like, I need to talk to some other people with vaginismus because, you know, I have amazing support network in my own personal life with my family and my friends but I just needed to talk to somebody who knew what I was going on about. Um, and that's when I actually found the Vag Network. 
um, and they were like incredibly um, helpful to me at the time. Like I was all of a sudden finding all this information and I was like, this is amazing. Um, and yeah, fast forward a, a few years. Hmm. Is it a few years? No, it's probably about a year and a half. Um, ah. And yeah, Lisa um, asked if I wanted to come on board and be a volunteer. Amazing. To which I was like, hell yes. <laughs> that <laughs> is a good I just, thing. I love it. Yeah, that is a good thing about social media is the community. Yeah. Like, especially if you're, yeah, you've got things like vaginismus or endometriosis and you feel like you're literally the only person. Yeah. And then it's yeah. like, it changed my, it changed my whole world. Like, you know, knowing mm. that I wasn't al- alone anymore. Mm. Um, because I think, you know, with vaginismus, but also with a lot of other um, mm. conditions, like, you can just feel so isolated. Um, even when, you know in real life you probably know someone who has it but mm. nobody's talking about it yeah. um and that that's what I found so hard and that's what I kind of hoped um that through Instagram you know just mm. through talking about this a bit more um you know we might try and might be able to make a few steps forward in that in that yeah. sense but obviously the right. network were already there flying <laughs> the flag another and great name yes. <laughs> Yeah, I love yeah, the name exactly. as well. <laughs> oh. So if people Sorry, have never really heard of it, how would you describe it? So it's it's basically a, a condition where um, the, the muscles in the vagina just mm-hmm. clamp shut, um, like a, a muscle sort of reflex. Mm-hmm. Anytime you try to um, have any kind of penetration, whether that's penetrative sex or whether that's a tampon or... Mm-hmm whatever you want to put up there yeah. <laughs> um it just it just the the muscles just clamp shut and um that obviously means that when you do try um to go for any penetration it's it's painful you, you're sort of just coming up against um it's, it's always described and, and this is the best explanation it's just like a brick wall it's like yeah. there is just you know a, a wall of muscle and mm. um you can't get through that and obviously when you when you hit that it it can hurt um yeah that's basically what it is it's a very like it's a very mind body Uh condition which I think is why maybe the world struggles to know how to deal with it still you know Uh because it's like it's it's a it's a mental health condition that that has a very physical um effect yeah and we were all I mean the world in general has always struggled with mental health in terms of understanding it. Like if someone's broken their leg, it's very clear, like, Oh, you're okay. And then when it's in your mind, it's yeah, it's a lot, a lot more difficult to, for some reason, wrap our heads around, but do you know how many people do have it? Like, do you know the statistics? It's really, it's really difficult to actually be able to put a number to how many people have vaginismus. Um, Obviously because there's so much shame um, an embarrassment that sort of surrounds it that you know so many people don't even want to talk about it they don't even want to tell the people closest to them let alone uh, go to go and tell a doctor um, but you know the the estimation some of the estimated figures for how many people have vaginismus are like astonishingly high like some figures are sort of like 17 percent or like wow. I've read one in six. Um, so 
you know that that's I found I found those figures just absolutely astonishing yeah that's crazy Um, and I guess it's just a lack of awareness as well is there's people that probably don't know they even have it or they think yeah yeah they obviously know they have a problem but they don't know what it is and I guess yeah that makes it so difficult to yeah know how many absolutely like I know I, I just I know from like the early days for me Mm. you know there's there's the there's a chance that you can even just like you say if you don't have the language to say that it's vaginismus Mm. and you just don't know what you're going through Mm. you know I've spoke to some people who sort of wondered if they if they I mean it sounds sounds amazing but like if they even had a vagina like it's so confusing yeah you know it's like am, am I am I you know it makes you question everything that you're that you're doing with sex as well it's kind of like am I doing this right is there like am I even put, trying to put this in the wrong hole or something like what am I uh, doing I guess as well especially with how like penetration focused all of our sex ed was exactly that you exactly yeah that you must at the time you must be like well what what is going on or like that is the only thing I should be doing and I can't do it which again I guess puts that extra yeah. pressure mm. absolutely and and like you know I think for me and and a lot of others it's that pressure Mm. um that you have to achieve penetration that can be a huge factor for why we even had in the first place you know it's I mean that's a that's a whole kettle of fish (laughs) (laughs) um but you know this whole like lack of education um Mm. around you know certainly women's health but just sex in general and Mm. and and pleasure I mean my sex education was like absolutely non-existent Mm. um you know and I I just I think all I got was like a powerpoint presentation of this is what your vagina will look like if you get herpes or something I I don't even know just scaring you (laughs) yeah just pure fear-based like you know so don't get any um, sexually transmitted infections. Um, that's your sex education. <laughs> yeah, when you have sex, it's, this goes in. Yeah, this goes in there. There's no other way to do it, and you will get pregnant. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and it's just just total fear mongering, and yeah, and I just you know for for me that I I definitely put um, put a lot of it down to that. I mean, I don't I don't actually know. Um, certainly I don't have a, a reason I can pinpoint that has caused me to have vaginismus um but you know when you're when you're like a young impressionable teenager you're like a sponge aren't you you know essentially like yep. <laughs> absorbing all these all these messages whether they are put to you directly or put mm. to you quite subliminally um you know when you're 13 14 you're kind of just soaking all this stuff up yeah and you want to you want to be older you want to be doing things that you think everyone else is doing so I guess that adds to it as well exactly um you know and you're just trying to figure it all out aren't you and and sort of I guess fit in as best you can Mm. Um, it's crazy because like for most of us like 75 percent of people with vulvas they they can't orgasm through penetration anyway alone so like most of the, I think the best things you do in sex often don't involve penetration. <laughs> Absolutely. Like without a doubt. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Why is nobody talking about that then? Yeah. Like, can we, can we talk about, well, 
your podcast is literally doing about <laughs> doing this but like can we talk about the clitoris please instead? yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh. and mm. you know that was ne- I 100% was not told um in my sex education what the clitoris is what mm. it does because it's never about um, pleasure is it no exactly and, and yeah this episode is making me realize yeah it's not just about pleasure should, like one reason is pleasure should be taught so we feel good but also with things like yeah vaginismus it can help uh, yeah, yeah it's crazy exactly. it, all, it all links <laughs> it does it does it all it all comes back around doesn't it and like mm. like you say if 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 the focus wasn't always just on penis in vagina penis mm. in vagina like I mean, that excludes a whole group of people yep. anyway. <laughs> like, for starts, that's yeah, just they're not like, inclusive. Oh, I'm not normal then. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Like the whole the whole system of how we we talk about sex and how we educate young people about sex is all just sort of broken from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's kind of no surprise, really. Yeah. Um, you know what comes out of that. You've got to reteach yourself slowly through the years. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, I've always wondered. I've wondered. You know, over the years, like should should I have done more research like as a as a 13 14 year old was was I not 15 year old 16 year old yeah. was I not like uh proactive enough shall we say in like going on the internet and, and looking out looking for the information but I just don't I don't know maybe some might not agree with me but I, I just think it should be the responsibility no. of the child at that time to to try and find this information out for themselves and like you know the internet's a big place and they might not find the right information mm, yeah either. Then, yeah and I think when you're younger as well you end up quite a lot of us end up turning to porn for our sex education and then that's exactly the whole, oh yeah a whole exactly. thing. <laughs> and yeah I mean and I didn't even I didn't even watch any porn because mm. I thought that was for boys I was like yeah. oh not that's not for me yeah so. that's something we've had to unlearn as well that it's yeah. the big shame around women watching porn and absolutely uh, I, you know I thought, I thought masturbation was only for boys yeah you know same it was just, all of that I mm. just thought sex wasn't or like pleasurable sex wasn't for me yeah and unfortunately unless you've got your you're struggling sex wise you don't usually research it's only it's like anything unless it's affecting you you don't so I think absolutely I mean I was talking to uh Lisa the other day um Mm. and you know we were talking about actually has has having vaginismus actually made us has it has it benefited us in the way that we are now so much more clued up on Mm. like what sex can be for us and what um, like this whole world that I don't think we would have stepped into had we not had a problem with sex yeah. and that, you know in in some in some weird way <laughs> like you know that's actually I'm, I'm quite grateful for that like yeah it's funny a lot of things are like that like yeah. I found out with like my endo it makes you research a lot more on periods in general and then you mm-hmm. and then I was learning what is a normal period and stuff like that and you just you end up just and then you go off into sex you talk about you find out all about these other things you just get clued up through exactly yeah it's because it affects you basically (laughs) absolutely and like you know you sort of know you know what you're not you know what you're not going to settle for as well I think like you know for me now I I know like deeply and not even because I can achieve penetration yet Mm. but like 
I know deeply what I want from my sex life and mm-hmm. what you know what I will absolutely not settle for mm. you know the same I'm, I'm sure with you like with endo you, you know what you know what kind of treatment you're not gonna settle for really. yeah, I think it means you actually have better relationships as well because yeah, yeah you'd you're not gonna you want people that are gonna well you want everyone wants people to treat you right but you just you're more picky I think because you want someone who's gonna listen yeah yeah you want someone who's gonna listen to your like specific needs like you Mm. as an individual not just your uh person with a vagina that I can put a penis into (laughs) (laughs) like you're an individual Mm. and your needs are specific just like everybody's mm. needs in sex are specific we should be yeah. listening to everybody it's just we're in kind sex. of forced into doing it but it's yeah depressing. exactly <laughs> we we have to communicate yeah. this otherwise like it's gonna be very obvious if we don't communicate we're this. forced into great communication it's <laughs> <laughs> a good exactly. thing <laughs> oh. exactly. so what would you because obviously it's mind and body so yeah. obviously there's lots of different causes for vaginismus but what are the main usual causes for it oh yeah that's like that's that's like so when when you go online so when I finally did find out what vaginismus was and then googled it what you get you know is the sort of main definition um often says um you know as the result of a bad sexual experience yeah that's what I've seen online yeah um which which is absolutely true for so many people Uh um but certainly wasn't true for me Uh and I you know I spoke to a lot of other people as well that it just wasn't true for Uh either um you know and and certainly for me that was a bit like almost added to the confusion (laughs) (laughs) because I when when that's the only sort of definition I could find um you know I was like well what the hell am I doing <laughs> like, yeah how does that explain me <laughs> yeah what that that doesn't explain me at all mm. um and yeah I think only since I've you know come into this world mm-hmm. um have I then realized the possible a hundred other <laughs> reasons that someone could have vaginismus you know mm. we just touched on everything about sex education and or the lack thereof Mm. um which I think is a massive one for me um Mm -hmm. you know the 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 idea that the the shame for women I think Mm. and and people with vaginas that you know that vaginas are gross or like dirty or you know that that whole thing Mm. I think think that took me so long to get over like letting someone go down on me took so long just purely because mm-hmm. the whole time I was thinking like what are they thinking about my vulva like what are they think yeah. about my vagina like you just how overthink so much yeah and then I was going to say as well with virginity how people view virginity is probably a massive thing because they put penetration on such a pedestal that I remember yeah. like when you like when I first had sex I was like a penetrative sex I was like oh and you get you put it on you get so scared about doing it and then it happens you're like oh one that was a massive disappointment too I didn't <laughs> didn't actually feel that much and why yeah. and I yeah and I thought other stuff like oral was way more scary or felt better like more you know totally intense yeah like, the amount of times the amount of times um if, I, if I've told somebody that I've got mm. vaginismus which I've told quite I'm I'm quite honest about it yeah. I tell quite a few people and 
the amount of times people have turned around and said, oh, so you're still a virgin then. <sighs> and, and it's just, I mean, where do you even start? <laughs> God, hit like, them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that's that you've got to you've got to then before you can even talk about vaginismus, mm. you've got to deconstruct the whole idea of virginity. Yeah, to them, <laughs> to them before you can even start, yeah. and then you know, then you feel like you have to disclose. Well, okay, I've never had penetrative sex, but you know, there's lots of other things that I can do. Oh, lots of great sex. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that's yeah. that's the thing. People, as soon as they find out what vaginismus is. I think they think that you must just be living this life free of any sex, of any pleasure, of, you know, that you can't have um, a, an enjoyable time with somebody else. And that, you know, that just couldn't be further from the truth. Like, it, pro- it proves they don't know much about sex or they're not having very exactly. good sex. <laughs> exactly. It's just yeah. kind of like, that's not where, that's not where it ends. Mm. That's not where it starts either. Like, no. <laughs> yeah it's you know it it amazes me every time that Mm. someone sort of comes back and and says that to me Mm. um you know which really has happened quite a few times um god that must get so frustrating yeah but repetitive (laughs) yeah but I do think it is always a bit of an opportunity to To educate yeah yeah just to just to give them a different perspective I suppose Mm. and say well actually maybe sex doesn't have to just be that Mm. Um, because that's what we've all been told you know yeah I've I mean I'm one for oversharing as you can probably guess but like me and my <laughs> me and my partner I ha- we haven't had penetrative sex in like over a month and we're just really into the whole mutual masturbation thing <laughs> but that's just I, this is yeah I haven't even thought about it really and there's so much other stuff you can exactly. do yeah and like I I think I had I had I had, I had sort of a moment where this became like so evident to me when um so I I managed penetrative sex Mm. about twice a couple of years ago Uh um and I haven't managed it since but that's a whole other story Uh (laughs) um and but what 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 was like alarmingly clear to me Uh as as soon as as soon as I was able to Uh I realized that all I actually wanted was to enjoy myself and so, like, and I, I'd had, I'd had years of enjoying myself uh-huh. in sex, you know, I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't even know how to put it. I'm like, I was, I was about to say I'm a big fan of the orgasm. Who isn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Headline. You know, like, yeah. I would just, I would have, like, I would have good sex, like great mm. sex with people and, you know, but I was always um, thinking that penetration would be like that icing on the cake, you know, like the cherry. It's the what if, isn't it? About, it's like everything. If you haven't yeah, had it or exactly. you haven't yeah, had it good, then you're like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, then, and then I came round to it, you know, and mm. all, you know, that being said, sure, I probably, I was um, still not fully um, relaxed or whatever. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's progress to be made still, but you know all I realized was that once I'd given it a go I was like okay but can we like do other stuff now <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, an orgasm now. <laughs> yeah exactly like you just yeah. realize that I'm just there to have a good time really mm. um and yeah it, it just was so glaringly mm. obvious to me at that point yeah 
Well, I've heard that there's like primary and secondary vaginismus. What what are the differences between them? Mm-hmm. So primary vaginismus is me. It's, mm-hmm. it's when you've had it since you can remember. Uh-huh. And just from, from the first time you try to penetrate with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, secondary is when um, somebody has been able to have an... Um, quote unquote normal penetrative mm-hmm. sex up until a point uh-huh, where okay. maybe something in their life happens and then they have vaginismus after that mm-hmm. um so that you know that can really happen to anybody um with a vagina yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so in terms of treatment options what are the things you can do i remember i feel like someone told me a story about there was a surgery that you could do but it's not yeah good, not so, good or something I don't know I'm probably chatting shit <laughs> <laughs> no like there's there's so many um there's there's quite a few options mm-hmm. um the main route that people tend to go down and this is because you know when you do see a GP or a doctor this is the route you sort of get medical um, mm. you sort of go get pushed down first I suppose uh-huh. um is by using dilators which are like um, yeah you've probably seen them Mm. yeah like different sized um god what tube shape penis sort of shaped things um and yeah that that's that's the route you sort of get recommended first um that's something I personally found really difficult um Uh you know without any guidance at all um yeah that's not good I couldn't I couldn't put any of them in any of them not even the smallest one even half of it uh-huh um, you know and that's that was really demoralizing um mm. and I guess sort of a really demoralizing way to start my journey off yeah. um but yeah so but but that being said like so many people uh dilators has completely um mm. you know turned Everyone's their world different. around yeah yeah um so that's I'd say probably the most common um common solution if you like um also you know physiotherapy with that I guess that is a form of physiotherapy but Mm -hmm. um I know that you can go and see a physiotherapist who will help you along that process okay um there's also obviously like psychosexual therapy that you Mm -hmm. can have um do the doctors ever recommend that or are they, is that something that people have to try and find themselves? I can imagine they don't. Yeah. It's well, <laughs> I think, I think, you know, it's, it's sadly, it's all just like, I guess, dependent on what do you see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, unfortunately when I was like first diagnosed, I guess mm. almost five years ago now, uh-huh. um, my doctor knew nothing uh, uh about vaginismus um you know practically googling it in front of me sort of mm. thing and um yeah he recommended me some dilators um and then sort of sent me off but I I, I remember actually asking at the time mm. being like is there any therapy I can have like on the NHS mm. and him literally being like no <laughs> <laughs> even though there is yeah um and yeah he just he he told me there wasn't and so I'm I'm still to this day a little bit bitter about that (laughs) I'm not (laughs) surprised (laughs) yeah because I could have had I mean I'm now sort of 
I went sort of after after that mm. um I went through a bit of a journey where I tried other therapies so I tried hypnotherapy uh-huh. um which unfortunately didn't work for me I, even though I quite enjoyed the experience and yeah the I've tried it and it was just it really I mean it made me sleep really well <laughs> that was yes. a good benefit. I had some wacky dreams <laughs> yeah <laughs> hypnotherapy but um yeah I tried that and then the surgery you might be thinking of is mm. Botox surgery yeah, I know there was something I feel like I read a story where someone there was someone that was recommending a surgery but it actually did more damage or it's something to do with nerves yeah, so I actually had the Botox surgery okay. um, a couple of years ago now. And that, again, this is like, vaginism is so individual. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's, 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 a, there's a lot of information out there and some of it will work for you and some of it won't. Mm. Um, and so Botox works brilliantly for a lot of people. But for me... I, I find it a real um I still sort of grapple with it mm-hmm. <laughs> to this day because whilst it whilst it it did what it was supposed to do mm. in that before the surgery I couldn't insert anything into my oh. vagina and after the surgery and still two years on I can I can use my dilators now mm-hmm. well, that's good so in that respect it worked but what it and and I suppose I don't know if I should have um, sort of expected this, mm. but it does nothing for the psychological yeah. side. And, and as we know, like it's such a mind body mm. thing that you can't just fix one without fixing the yeah. other. So it was, just, and you know that just became mm. so clear. You know, after after mm. I'd had the both books, I was like this is this is the you know this is the fix that I've always Mm. been wanting but I don't feel fixed (laughs) like and sure I can use my dilators now Mm. but I don't I don't feel um comfortable Mm. I don't I feel I feel anxious still about you know sex still feels like a huge ordeal yeah Um, just because you're like body might be relaxed your mind exactly yeah yeah it was like my my brain couldn't um catch up quickly Mm. enough you know I remember like in after after the surgery you sort of go back a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. later um and they check whether it worked Uh um and in that appointment I just remember coming out in absolute tears because like you know pre that moment I'd Mm. never been able to put anything in there and in that appointment he he told me to bring my dilate my dilators along uh-huh. and you know he put in the first one and then he put in the second one and then he put in the third one and I was like I mean you can imagine like I mm. was freaking out to be honest I was yeah absolutely losing it because you know I wasn't in any pain mm. it had worked like the Botox had done its job mm. um but I was losing it um you know with anxiety and yeah. like fear well I can almost feel like I don't know if this is not how you feel but consent wise like although it's almost like you're not consenting but your body is is that mm-hmm. kind of way yeah yeah god that's a great way to it. <laughs> I never even thought of putting it like that <laughs> yeah it was like it was like it was like the, the the way I always kind of described it was like mm. 
my my brain couldn't believe what was happening to me yeah like um, my, my body was doing it but my brain was like a few steps behind mm-hmm. and as soon as it was catching up it it was it was like he, he put the first one in mm-hmm. and then once my brain caught up to that he'd already put the second one in <laughs> and then once my brain caught up to that <laughs> he'd already put the, do you know what I mean it was like oh. happening too fast mm. um and so I always think like whenever I talk to people about vag- about Botox for vaginismus mm-hmm. I think every single time I will caveat with like I just wish I'd known that mm. first I wish I'd known that it wasn't going to be because it can kind of be sold as like a one-stop shop Mm. fix kind of thing yeah Um, which is you know kind of I think to to a lot of people with vaginismus that can be music to your ears because Mm -hmm. it's like oh my god this is one thing that's going to fix it Mm. (laughs) like you know that that's certainly for me that was what I always wanted to hear Mm -hmm. and you know it kind of sold me that um and I just think if if Botox was was paired with mm. some like amazing therapy, yeah, and and you had them alongside each other, then I think it could do amazing things. But you're onto you know, something that, there. <laughs> yeah, it sh- honestly, it, it that's what it for me. That's what it has mm. to be. Yeah, um, that's what I would have needed. Mm. I don't want to bash. Wasn't gentle. Yeah, I don't want to keep. I don't want to bash GPs, but I did hear my friend say who struggled with it that she was told um she's quite a bit older and she said she was told I don't know if doctors or people who've recorded them still doing that but told her to have a glass of wine oh and just relax (laughs) like you haven't been trying to relax (laughs) literally like the people listening to this podcast won't see me (laughs) um honestly the amount of people who are you know given advice like that and you know you just think what like it's just not a solution is it who are you doing it for then as well if you're gonna get tipsy if I have to get drunk drunk, yeah and and have sex (laughs) so there's so much wrong with that isn't there there's so much wrong with that and Mm. it's certainly never worked for me either Mm. like you know sometimes you I think you can just look at the doctor and be like do you not think I've actually tried that? <laughs> like, I've, I've tried so many things. Uh, like, and you know, you're 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 a doctor, you're a GP, you're supposed to give me like actual solutions. I think that's why people get so frustrated. Yeah. And and do you know what? The, the thing, the sad thing about it mm. is that it's not it's not their fault. No. It's not your doctor or your GP's fault. It's just it's that there's no research being done there's no funding for you know vaginismus and other issues lots of women's issues yeah or vulvar issues yeah. God. Mm. exactly and like with same with endo isn't it there's just mm. not enough like resource being put behind these things mm-hmm. and so it's no wonder that so many gps and doctors haven't even heard of it before like yeah, it's crazy and it's certainly then don't know how to deal with it or where to, where to tell you tell you where to go or anything mm. um God. yeah and mm. I just think it's I guess obviously like GPs are amazing and they're always just trying to do the best they can for you um but they can only do the best they can with the information yeah. that they have it does always quite scare me though how often I think every time I've gone to doctors they're googling and I'm like 
way. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I don't, done this. <laughs> I don't really pick up on it. But since you've pointed that out, I'm like, hold on. They are literally Googling and I'm just like following them blindly. Like, wait, do they? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. It's so hard. I mean, mm. it's so hard, isn't it? It's I mean, so they difficult. can't know everything, but it is, it no. does you do lose faith a little bit when they're on google <laughs> certainly when they google it and then tell you to drink wine they just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> i'm going home oh, why did i leave my bed <laughs> oh. yeah mm. not great so what would you say <laughs> the common myths surrounding vaginismus is i mean are they common myths because not many people are aware of it but what are you usually faced with yeah, that's a really hard question. Mm. I mean, we've covered the, the virginity. Yeah, thing. yeah, we might have covered them. <laughs> I don't know actually. that class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think we've covered a few. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think the main one is is that you um, sort of sit at home, mm-hmm. I don't know, and just don't partake in any sex at all. Um, do you know what? I think a lot of the myths, rather than it being myths about vaginismus itself Mm because like you say you can't have a myth if nobody knows what it is Mm. a lot of the myths are I think within the community of people that have vaginismus Uh in that maybe these aren't myths maybe they're just more beliefs and like Mm. the beliefs that you can't have a super fulfilling you know relationship and sex Mm. life that you know somebody won't want to be with you because of vaginismus these things are all just you know absolute bullshit obviously yeah and and actually I've always found like it kind of weeds out the bad eggs Mm. (laughs) amongst yeah definitely in the world Mm. (laughs) um but you know it's those kind of things I think like you know all these myths and and beliefs about that you're just a of broken uh object that needs to be fixed um you know it's just you know again just rubbish yeah <laughs> like yeah um but you know it's it's not it's not our it's not our fault that we might have believed things like this no um i guess there are almost beliefs that you've had about yourself that i mean anyone would feel and it's kind of going back like trying to push them out exactly yeah. it's it's a constant it's almost like a constant battle mm-hmm. because you know like for me I think I know that these things are all true I know what's true mm-hmm. I know like what my value is in 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 the world in my relationships with my friends and my partners yeah. and whatever I know all of that mm. but it's so hard when you've got like ingrained um ingrained knowledge about things I suppose to to fight that off all the mm. time and I guess like going through vaginismus almost sometimes feels like you're just unlearning a bunch of stuff mm. like unlearning everything. Yeah, literally everything you've been told um, <laughs> yeah and going back to basics and somebody said oh I wish I could remember who said this um we did a badge network event a few uh-huh. weeks back and do you know what? I'm going to have to find her and get her name <laughs> because, oh, I remember it was Evie. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, Evie. Oh. Um, from, um, from a company called Shush. Mm. I've had that. Mm. Yeah. Who said something about, I'm going to get this wrong, but she said something about, we should all be sex idiots. 
and I just thought that was so brilliant because <laughs> if we if we all approached approached it with with no preconceptions mm. no knowledge about what it should be or what it shouldn't be yeah. or you know what what the narrative is how it how it should go you know mm. I think things would be so different yeah and I um, guess we are all sex idiots now like when we're well, I yeah. certainly was like a couple of years ago and then you think you you think you know loads about sex and then you're like oh wait everything yeah. I've been taught I, I've been an idiot my whole life about it <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But we don't think we are. We think, no. like, you know, we try to, we try to know everything. We try to, I guess, you know, we try to formulate this story, mm. and or at least uh, society tries to formulate a story of how it should go. Um, and yeah, we all just need to be sex idiots and yeah. drop all that stuff. Forget everything we know, um, or you know, every preconception mm. we've ever had. Just learn what's good every, for us. Every myth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, they don't serve us. No. And everybody's different. Don't... So, like, you can't just apply it all to one body. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Like, the conversation, you know, has never been inclusive enough. Mm. Um, you know, and like I said, there's a lot, there's a lot of crap information out there, really. Yep. <laughs> that is the bad thing <laughs> about the internet. You can just post it, anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. But, yeah. you know on the on the flip side that comes with that is that there is now all this fantastic information mm, easy um, to be accessed oh it's so brilliant to see like and there's like so much that I wish I'd seen mm-hmm. 10 years ago you know yeah so much that I wish I'd seen 10 years ago and I, I just think that would have potentially shaped me in an entirely different way mm. um, you know, and I wonder if I would even have had vaginismus had I, you know, been, had access to all this mm. in the first place. Yeah. Well, do you know of any good resources besides the Vag Network, of course, um, yeah. for vaginismus, if anyone is struggling or thinks they may have it? Yeah, there are loads of great resources. Um, mm. It's worth saying that the I think I've mentioned this earlier like mm-hmm. vaginismus is such an individual thing mm-hmm. and there is a, now a lot of information out there a lot that is great um but you we will always I think need to approach it with a a mindset of like some of this is going to work for me mm-hmm. and some of this just won't and and take what is good for you and leave behind the rest of it you know mm-hmm. and that, that is absolutely fine um you know like I said there's some stuff that's done absolutely nothing for me but has worked wonders for somebody else Mm. um so that's really important to bear in mind I think but um I mentioned shush they're amazing Mm -hmm. um they run like a vaginismus day every single year um Mm -hmm. so I think other um vag network members have have spoken at and they they share so much information they made um an incredible set of dilators mm-hmm. that are far better than the ones the NHS <laughs> give you. Um, uh, Kat, um, one of the founders of the Vag Network, she wrote a blog, um, mm-hmm. which was actually sort of, you know, happened before the Vag Network came about. Um, yeah. That's a brilliant resource. Um, you know, she's so honest and just, just real about everything she was going through. Um, mm. Also, um, 
a lady called Audrey Cairo has a podcast um, called V and Me, um, okay. which is all stories uh, of, well, every episode, somebody with vaginismus goes on and she talks to them. Oh, amazing. So that is a really vaginismus specific yeah. um, resource. Oh, I bet that's um, great as well, because sometimes it can be a bit hard to, well bit hard to like just reading about it can you can struggle to connect and when you hear actually people talk about it I can imagine that absolutely Mm. absolutely and just like Instagram in general Mm. is just such a brilliant resource now like Mm. more and more there are people coming online to talk about this um Mm. share their own story talk to other people share information like um it's incredible like I started a few a few weeks ago um because I had all these people sending me messages on Instagram mm. and I just thought I wish all these people could talk to each other <laughs> because <laughs> you know I'm just one person but there's there's so many of us here mm. and I started like a little um discord um group thing nice it's like it's like a massive group chat basically mm. um but that that's turned out to be a fantastic resource, you know, because people are just so so wonderfully like open and helpful yeah. and supportive with each other, um, which is just amazing, um, you know, and finding others who have similar journeys to themselves, you know, um, mm. you know, like we talked about, there's like absolute there's very little conversation in the vaginismus world about um the queer community and how how you Mm. how you navigate vaginismus when you're queer yeah and like you know seeing people in the group you know connect on that Mm. and you know be able to to share knowledge with each other like you know it's almost a type of treatment Mm. it's honestly like it's like therapy I've I've Mm. really found that just by you know making an Instagram account but that you know the the reason Mm. I did it in the first place was to write down my thoughts somewhere you know Mm. I just wanted to because that was like therapy to me that helps a lot yeah yeah Mm. like writing a post was just like okay I'm gonna write about this thing Mm. and and as you're writing you know and the same with with speaking Mm. you realize stuff um you know I've realized so much Mm. by writing and talking yeah Um, yeah my my Instagram is literally just me talking to myself and then not taking my own advice like (laughs) I'm just like basically writing messages to myself (laughs) honestly I'm exactly the same like there's so much you know it's difficult with one of the one of the hardest things I've found about Mm. vaginismus is that certain parts of it require some real like I guess I want to say like self-discipline or mm. like some real work really it's it's work and sometimes you just don't fucking feel like it like you yeah. don't you don't want to do it you don't you don't want to get your dilators out mm. you don't want to have to think about it or you know it's it's real hard work sometimes that you know sometimes you can't sugarcoat it like that is what it is Mm. um but 
like you say, you can write a post and not take your own advice. But yeah. It's, it's all part it of the process. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the process. Like, and for a while I would like totally berate myself because you haven't, I haven't dilated in like fucking six months. What am I doing? Like, do I not even want to fix? I hate the word fix, but like, yeah. do I not even want to fix this? Like, am I just giving up? No, no, no. This is all part of the process. Certainly it was for me. Mm-hmm. I needed some of those breaks uh-huh. just as much as I needed some of the times where I was really on it, you know, mm-hmm. with my own therapy. Yeah. Like some of those downtimes have been equally like, amazing mm. for me yeah. um, and helped me sort of think about things. So, yeah. you know, yeah, it's the balance. Amazing. Oh, you're so strong, honestly. And oh, this you. is going to help so many people because <laughs> yeah I like you say so. if you're not if you haven't researched you haven't educated I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that don't know they have it and they are feeling like they are broken when totally yeah it's to explain yeah we do actually have a few questions from Instagram oh amazing mm, yeah we've got amazing. five mm. cool yeah <laughs> I'll quickly whisk through them um the first one is how can I tell my partner I have vaginismus Ah, this is like a question that comes up so much. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a real, it's a, it's a toughie. It's a mm. real tough one. I personally have always gone. I say I've always gone. I've only actually had to do this one time because, and that's with my current partner. Uh-huh. The partners I had before, I didn't know that I had vaginismus uh. as much as they didn't. Mm. So it was a real case of just like bumbling along, trying to figure it out ourselves. Mm. Um, but with, with the person that I'm with now, um, I was just really up straight with him from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were kind of in the friends flirting kind of stage. Uh-huh. And um, I we, we worked together mm-hmm. and um, I was going off and having therapy all the time. So I was taking like, afternoons off work. Um, and he just, he was like, Oh, why do you always have afternoons off? <laughs> and I was just like, I could make up a lie here mm. or I could he's, be. Yeah. He's, if he goes honest. further, he's going to know anyway. So exactly. Yeah. Like if, if I was like, if this is going to go further, he's going to find out and mm. rather just be, completely honest with him from the start mm. um so that's what I did and, and like you said, say it weeds like if you told him and he was weird about it then it weeds him out and it means you don't have absolutely to go further anyway yeah absolutely I, there is that is not somebody I want to be with it's a nice little if, test <laughs> yeah it, it really is and you know if 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 yeah it I, I don't want to be with somebody who mm. if they if I tell them that and they respond negatively you know or I mean I like to I think there's not many people it. like that but who knows with people yeah, <laughs> I've never had I've never had somebody um you know thankfully I've never sort of encountered somebody who's been really negative about it mm-hmm. or really horrible I think you'd find that the majority of nice people mm-hmm. um would support you um yeah and I think you mm-hmm. just have to trust you have to trust that put some trust in in the other person yeah and kind of let them in on that little part of yourself and like you say if if if, there's, if the response is bad 
that says enough on itself I think oh, for sure. but it's a really hard thing to broach it's definitely mm-hmm. a hard thing to broach and can feel nerve-wracking but you know you're, you've got to know that your value is mm-hmm. not just in that a penis can go in you mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah you're not just more. a hole <laughs> you're not just a hole you've got way more to offer that's going to be the quote for today's episode <laughs> <laughs> you ain't just a hole <laughs> like oh. you've got so much more to offer than that mm. um and if you know if that other person can't see that then mm-hmm. there's you've got a problem <laughs> yeah for sure oh, well another question too is what oh no how does vaginismus affect childbirth Hmm, I haven't actually thought about that. I think it doesn't. Okay. Um, I think it doesn't affect childbirth. I know that. Because oh, I guess I you're dilating anyway, aren't you? Or... Well, well, actually, I know that because hmm. it's because with childbirth, that's something coming out. Mm. That's not like the, the problem with vaginismus is stuff going in. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I think if you can get pregnant in the first place, which oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> I know, I know that there are um, other ways yeah there are other ways to to become pregnant like I know that there are some people out there who um manage to get pregnant through like artificial insemination uh-huh. you know a bunch of a bunch of ways um so yeah so I don't think it actually affects childbirth at all oh, okay that's good as far as I'm aware but talk to a doctor I'm, 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 no, <laughs> I'm no medical I'll have I'm a little, no I might scientist. add in later I'll have a little research <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah how can I have my smear test with vaginismus yeah this is another common question um, on Instagram I think yeah so I am due my smear test mm-hmm. and I haven't been yet because I'm nervous <laughs> um but I've spoken to a lot of people who've given me some really good advice mm-hmm. um so I don't this may or may not work for you but mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I know somebody whose GP gave them a specular to take home and practice by themselves. Um, So I think that's really great. You know, similarly to how we would practice with a dilator, like Mm -hmm. you can, you can have the speculum and you can give it a try on your own at home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really great. Another piece of advice that I've been given is to book a double appointment um so I think a normal smear test appointment is 20 minutes Mm -hmm. but I think if you book a double you you think you know that you've then got 40 minutes yeah there's not there's not as much of a rush you can you know be a bit more uh take time with it Mm -hmm. um I also know another person who's Mm -hmm. been put on a list to have the smear smear test (laughs) done (laughs) Uh, under anesthetic I think oh wow okay um so I think that is an option I don't know how common that is but I know somebody that has been put forward for that mm-hmm. um and otherwise um I was talking to my mum yesterday she went to have a smear test and she was speaking to the nurse who said that these um at home smear test kits uh-huh. are likely to be um sort of more commonplace in the coming years nice so you know and that that's that's just a cotton bud width um mm. it's well it literally is a really long cotton bud yeah. <laughs> <only picked up. laughs> and um yeah so that that could be a mm. an unbelievable solution yeah because obviously people are get nervous about it anyway so I can imagine yeah coupling that up with vaginismus as well 
I totally. did see on Instagram that apparently you can ask to put it in yourself when you're there. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, totally. I've been I've been told that as well. You can mm. yeah, I think I think you just the best I think certainly I would not show up without having said anything. Yeah. Um I think the best thing is to just communicate with the nurses, with the GPs, like mm-hmm. from the, the get go. Yeah. yeah. Um certainly like that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna phone up my GP and mm-hmm. straight away I'm just gonna be like I'm doing my smear test but I have vaginismus Mm. (laughs) and you know what can we do to make this possible for me Mm. um you know and yeah I don't I don't know how it's going to go for me to be honest it might not be possible um Mm -hmm. you you just try yeah exactly exactly um you can you know do your best to make it as less of a um sort of a trauma as possible mm-hmm. like you don't you don't want to go there and just have a big old traumatic time and you know to take as many steps as you possibly can mm-hmm. to to try and ease the process or ease your yeah. anxieties about what's going to happen before you arrive I certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. just rock up without having yeah. <laughs> told everyone I could possibly tell mm-hmm. <laughs> about what about vaginismus um yeah, but definitely. Yeah, I, I hope, think you can write to all of that helps. as well, whether you have vaginismus or not. Mm. Right. The totally. third question is: Can yeah. you? Well, we've answered this, but we'll just say it anyway. <laughs> can you still have orgasms with vaginismus? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no. Vaginismus absolutely does not affect my mm. ability to have an orgasm, which I'm really grateful for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the last question is, what should I do if I think I might have vaginismus? Um, the the absolute first thing I would do is try and book an appointment with a GP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can find so much out on 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 the internet now, and you can probably be damn sure that you have vaginismus. But <laughs> obviously, from from a UK perspective go and see a GP and you know I would in hindsight I wish I had sort of demanded more from my GP um you know now that I know and I guess if you listen to this podcast you know that there is help available in the NHS um Mm -hmm. I would you know sort of fight for it um you know there there is psychosexual therapy there is physiotherapy um Mm -hmm there is actually help available despite maybe the GP doesn't know that, <laughs> but there is, Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and calling up and telling a GP that you think you have vaginismus can be really mm-hmm. um, nerve wracking and really scary. Yeah. Um, I'm about to do that again myself because I haven't actually been back to a GP for five years, for five years since my, okay. uh, since my mm-hmm. initial diagnosis, because I just sort of, felt as though well because he told me that there wasn't any therapy I just sort of took it all into my own hands but um yeah you know yeah and you're not you're not like to go back when you when they've told you exactly I didn't know I didn't know that there was anything else that they could do for me um so Mm. I I I am in that position I'm going to call them up you know Mm. and I'm going to go back and say I have vaginismus and I, I I want this kind of help please and can you help me yeah 
And don't tell me you can't do it because you can. Exactly. I know this now. Mm. I've got, I've yeah. got like evidence. Yeah. Uh, well, where can the listeners find you if they want to find out some more or keep up to date? Yeah. So first, you should absolutely follow the Vag Network on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I volunteer at the Vag Network now and it, mm-hmm. they are just amazing um you know we have a whole I mean so many followers now on on Instagram um and we run like a a matching I don't know I don't know if I should call it a service but like if you email us we will um Mm -hmm. we've got I think over like 600 members or something now and we will match you with somebody who has maybe got a similar journey to you or is um in a similar location a similar age similar sort of stage of life um mm. and you know we've matched a whole bunch of people so that's been a real success that's amazing yeah I didn't know you guys did yeah that. That's, it's that's it's brilliant um and also just if you want to follow me um at vaginismus mm. who I just chat shit about my vagina all the time another <laughs> great name <laughs> don't we all with the name I was like I think I don't know if it's weird now I don't know if people would get it because when I first made the account my my thing was like I want to talk about vaginismus I want to sort of make people aware of it and I just thought of my reaction when I first heard the word vaginismus was like sorry who like vaginismus what vaginismus and that was my that was that was the thought behind that but when I read it now I'm like people are definitely not going to get that my my friend I was on FaceTime to her today and she was like it sounds like Christmas but for vaginas <laughs> <laughs> I was like it does it does it does that's completely fair like best of vagina. sounds quite jolly like, mm. I'm just I'm thinking like tinsel <laughs> sparkly yeah, things yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking of an illustration I can do right now <laughs> speaking of illustrations Hazel Mead's oh, done some great ones for you guys amazing in fact she posted one literally the other day um yeah and it just said vaginismus is a part of me not all of me <gasps> yeah and I was just like she did quite a lot of different conditions yes mm. oh yeah she did one for endo I think as well um yeah. and I just thought that was fab you know it, and that's Very that's good. a really um that's a really hard thing to get your head around at a certain point I think like you know it can be as I think yes it can be all consuming and it can be incredibly isolating um Mm. you know I'd say probably the number one um message that I get is I've felt so alone and now I feel less alone like the number that's the number one thing yeah and so you know the more of us that are just out here talking about it and the the main thing for me I want Mm. it to be normal I want I want vaginismus to be completely normal and like a completely normalized conversation. Like you said earlier, like Mm. breaking your leg is really normal. So vaginismus, you know, talking about vaginismus needs to be like talking about someone who's broken their leg or broken their arm. And like, I I mean, it's the same for a lot of conditions, a lot of mental health conditions. Mm. Um, But really like, I, I think I said this at an event, like I don't feel abnormal anymore I I feel normal like so the rest of the world needs to <laughs> view me as normal as well yeah um yeah 
yeah so that that's really you know the more the more people that that are um being more open and it, it's it's a really intimate thing to be open about um yeah Anything so I totally get there, why like, you, just you might not yeah. want to be yeah <laughs> but yeah, you know. even trying to go to the doctors mm. yeah, about anything is. down there can be really intimate. Exactly, yeah. and like vaginismus, yeah, and like vaginismus or no vaginismus, you know, I don't think I know anybody who is really excited about going to the GP to talk about their vagina. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice day out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it is, it is an intimate part of yourself, isn't it? But, um, you know, you, that can't be at the detriment of like your own uh mental health and your own pleasure and your own mm-hmm. you know enjoyment of sex and that but all those things should come first before um you know the potential embarrassment of talking to somebody about it um yeah, yeah. so I think anyway <laughs> oh, wow this has been amazing like thank you so much for coming on and people are really going to benefit from this I can't oh, I really hope so <laughs> thank you so much and yeah, like thank you to you for I, I always think like thank you to you for giving vaginismus a big stage a big platform oh, because oh. like without that you know mm. we we don't get to reach more people you know and the the whole oh, thing definitely yeah, needs to be talked yeah about. we just want to reach mm. the right people um and so yeah. I'm sure that's going to happen through you having this conversation with me so thank you we recently when I recently launched the site we added a page on vaginismus um which I will add the podcast to as well amazing I think yeah just things like that just adding it's just you know it's easy to do and but it's easily missed at the same time and it's yeah all about raising awareness absolutely yeah well everybody until next time don't forget to leave a review subscribe all that jazz (laughs) yeah until next time guys bye